Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Golden Ratio Podcast. I have Jen, GR Mom, joined as always by GR Dad. Hi. How's it going, GR Dad? It's fine. Excellent, excellent. Uh, what are you drinking over there? Uh, well, I'm having a pina colada that Mm-mm. was delivered That's to That's not us. what I'm talking about. This is called Screwball Whiskey, spelled S-K-R-E-W ball. And it is... Buried pina- the lead. Peanut butter whiskey. <laughs> That's what I was looking it's for. It's good. It's got a black sheep on it because it's for black sheep and misfits and outcasts. It sounds like it might be extremely bad, but it is not extremely bad. No, it's quite tasty. Yeah. Actually, it's kind of, I don't know, feels festive, like Christmas or It is. It does sort of remind me of a cookie. Yeah. Yeah. See if you can figure out where it's from. I can't read small print anymore. Because you're old? Yeah. Yeah. To the Misfits, Black Sheep, and Screwballs, it says. Uh, bottled by Screwball Spirits, Miraloma, California. There we go. Contains peanuts. Well, it would. It should. It, it is peanut butter whiskey. It's pretty good. Yeah. It's, Tastes like cookies. It reminds me of something on Halloween. It's something or some kind of cookie. I mean, it smells kind of like a peanut butter cookie. You're way too far away from the mic, dear dad. You're like feet, feet away from the mic. Stop. I thought you stopped recording. Well, I started again. Man, I can't, I can't keep up with you. Yeah. Anyway. It's good. I have no idea what kind of cocktail one would put peanut butter whiskey in. My Maybe. idea was jelly. <laughs> and then she's making a squinty face. She's not, this is not actually being received very well. You know what? If you want to drink it, there's some jelly in the fridge. I may make a... Peanut butter and jelly drink. I think that's a good idea. Okay. Good luck with that. Nah. Uh, not, so, not right now. Though. Yeah. Someone sent this to us. So thank you for sending us the peanut butter whiskey. It's very interesting and way better than I thought it would be. Yeah. It's it's good. Very reminiscent of something. Yep. Roasty or bakey or it's very good. Mm-hmm. I like it. I think like peanut butter cookies with like little peanuts in them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think yeah. that that works. Um, someone had commented on Twitter that they thought it was funny how the No Rules podcast directed by Jared Dad, I still talked more. So that means you have to talk the most. In Wait, this in the, oh, that one episode where you said you didn't have a plan? Yeah. Oh, well, I don't know. But you know, no rules. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, is this oh is this a rules podcast or a non rules podcast? This is a rules podcast, and uh, one of the rules is you have to talk the most. I don't think that's a rule. <laughs> I resist that rule. It is now, so get ready to make some content. Ed Dad. McMahon did not talk more than Johnny Carson. <laughs> that's a really old combo. <clears throat> Andy Richter ancient. did not talk more than Conan O'Brien. It's still 20 years old. I don't know. These new kids, they're all Jimmy or Jimmy or Jim or John. Or <laughs> they're all the same. I don't even know if they have sidekicks. <laughs> Not even a, that's meant to be a dead format. Colbert does not have a sidekick. No. Okay. Dog topics. Yeah. Getting serious now. Serious. The Brody on Lodi. <laughs> I am proud of that. I was like, dear dad, Brody's got to, you know, we've got to start his weight loss plan like for serious. We had Venkman weight loss. We can't do that for Brody. What should we call his? And he's just like. Brody and Lodi, like no <laughs> hesitation. I feel like you have had it in your mind for weeks, just waiting for me. No, I just popped in. It was instantaneous. Popped in there. I laughed very hard because I was just 
It was both so good and unexpected and delivered so quickly. Brody, he could he could use to, he could drop some LBs. He could unload some. He could. Some, somebody said to call it the CBDB, the Chief Brody Diet Plan. CBDB. CBDP. Yeah, that's pretty good. CBDP. Yeah. CBDP. CBDP. <laughs> it's fun to say. Yeah. Yeah, he, uh, so he weighed like 130 pounds when he came in to rescue. He's down to about 100. We're going to do the official Rody and Lodi weigh-in tomorrow morning. We just weighed him a couple days ago, but it was like 100 point something. And I it's didn't hard bother. to lift that guy up, I gotta say. Thank God you do that. Since I, don't, I can't just sling him over my shoulder or anything. Uh. I have to carry him like a big baby, giant 100-pound baby. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, we think probably 85, maybe 80 is yeah. a good weight for him. If 85 would be real good. 80 might, if we got we, him there, yeah. We have to see. But, like, his back legs are really weak, so the more weight we can take off, the easier it's going to be for him to get around. Yeah. And he's definitely chubby now. He is. He's, yeah. he's, he's barrel-shaped. Yep. So. Kind of like a Labrador retriever. I mean, like a fat Labrador retriever. Yeah, they all get fat. Where does that come from? Observations uh, in my long life. Interesting. Uh, anyone who has a Labrador and wants to comment, it's at Ingo Burghardt on Twitter. Don't write to me. I'm not the one who said your labs were all obese. No, no. I know they're saying not. if you don't, then you're great dog owners because you can control the food love of a uh, lab. Hmm. They like Goldens, like food. Mm-hmm. So if you control them, that's great. You just call an entire breed obese. Potentially obese. Aren't we all? <laughs> this is a dear Aren't dad. We all. To it's surfacing in quarantine. Dig himself out of a hole. <sighs> uh, apologies from this half of the podcast to all the Labradors out there who are Man, doing just fine. I can't work in all this shade. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that's the Brody Unloady. He, we have transitioned him very slowly from his prescription allergy food to the prescription diet food, and that has gone fine. Yeah, he's, he's happy. Everything seems to be good. Yep, no problems. It's the same amount of bulk, right? But it really has mm -hmm. much less calories based on all the other dogs. Yeah, I mean, he's getting the same amount of food as Vink right now, so that should... Which is crazy. ...take a lot off. Uh, he's two Vinks. Jeer dead. Got to limit the snacks. He is two Vinks. You put Vink next to Swizz, and it's less than Chief Brody. No, no. He only weighs 100. Aren't they? Oh, they're 59 it, each. Yeah. Yeah, all right. Well, that's very close. But it's close. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Got to um, limit the snacks. Yes. This was the main Vink challenge. He has those really small Ooh. snacks, so I give him, like, you know, one of those for a snack. When yeah. others get medical snacks or something, he gets medical snack now, too. He gets desiquin. That's good. Yeah. No, it, it, he's... Yes, I will limit, but, it's, but I'm already, because I'm so aware of the allergies, he only gets his little teeny tiny snacks. They're real small. They're like fingernails. Yeah, they are really small. Hmm? Uh, so we'll keep you updated. I'm shooting for losing four pounds by July 1st, maybe five pounds by July 1st. Uh, you are welcome to join in. I'm always shooting for losing five pounds by somewhere. Man, me too. Uh, you, me, and Brody, you don't need to lose any weight. You're real... Svelte you don't right either. Now. You look real nice. No, that's fine. Uh, you're real svelte, though. Your dad's like, I weigh the same, and I'm like, man, I look at you. You definitely have lost some pounds. Really? Yeah. I think it's dehydration. It's <laughs> hot, hot weather. I sweat a lot. Your dad went out for. He did the queso six hour this weekend. I did. I only ran like four hours of it though. 
for four hours, how much did you lose? About 10 pounds. 10 pounds. And that's with the camelback on. I mean, it was it was not good, actually. No. I felt really crappy after it. Now I know why. In a lot of ultras, not all of them, but a lot of them, they weigh you at the start, just like with all your gear on. It's not to like see if you're fat or whatever. It's just like, <laughs> here's your baseline weight. And then they'll weigh you at the aid stations. And if you lose more than you know, 5% of your body weight, they kick you out of the race. They're like, nope, you're too dehydrated. It's dangerous. Like you can't. I'm real close. I mean, I was right around 5%, I guess. That was a little more. Yeah. Yeah. Well, depending so. on how light I was to start out with. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. It was, and it's, I didn't plan very well. That's on me. Your dad definitely gets dehydrated. I sort of get the opposite. But I totally sweat so much. It's like a visible melting process. Like, I, I mean, I will sometimes get dehydrated in races, but when I ran the 100K, that was a year and a half ago, yeah. and uh, it was one of these brutally hot days. Like, the heat index was like 115. It was really hot. And so I was both baking, but also very conscious that, like, I don't want to get dehydrated because it kicks in my migraines. Like, it does all sorts of stuff. And I looked eight months pregnant by the end of that race. I just had this huge belly because I was just drinking, you were drinking, kind of overhydrated, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I, I was like very careful with the salts and electrolytes. So it's not like you can get really sick if you just drink too much straight water. It wasn't that. I just had so much fluid. And <sighs> your body sort of, when you're exercising for that long, your body stops processing stuff. That's why people get nauseous and stuff in those races. Because like your stomach just stops processing. Your kidneys kind of take a rest. But everything sort of takes a rest. Mm. And... So I was drinking a lot, but it, it was not processing through my system very fast. So at some point I had stopped. This race had like proper bathrooms. And I went into the bathroom. I'm like, what is going on? I looked at myself in the mirror. I was like, Jesus, what's wrong with me? <laughs> that is totally counterintuitive to, to gain like fluid weight during a race. That's yeah. Ridi- that's, yeah, that's a real imbalance somewhere, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I mean, I definitely, I've gotten better. Since that race. Y'all ultra runners are crazy. Well, yes. Guac. All y'all crazy. There you go. Well, I ran the Keso six hour in seven hours and 50 minutes. Because? I was doing a 50K, so. I did not win. I came, I did not get the most miles in the six hours. I got like 23 or something. And I only did 16 point whatever it is. Yeah. A a, a half marathon and a 5K. 16.2. Yeah. Yeah. So I I got 23-ish in the six hours, and then I finished out all 31 in like 7.50. But that included like all my breaks, like when I was like, oh, I need Gatorade, so I had to go into a gas station and like wait in line, buy the Gatorade, like that. Yeah. That's the full time for that. I think I was running, so one of the apps computes it from the Garmin, and it's like seven hours and 15 minutes of actual running mm. to do the... And then a half hour of filler. Yeah, of like bathroom breaks and gas stations and oh. drying my face off in the car because it poured rain for like an hour. I didn't take any breaks. That was also a mistake. <laughs> anyway, so good job to everybody who did uh, the Angel Dog races this past weekend. It was awesome to like go online and just see everybody posting all their stuff and their medals. And uh, Y'all did a good job. Getting out during yeah. the, the quarantine is great. Running... 5Ks or and up of, is really good. A lot of people like doing their first 5K or first 10K, first half marathon. Some guy did his first marathon 
he did the queso six hour and whoa and it was like in 340 or some like ridiculously wow. fast pace it was his first marathon ever what is he ethiopian that's awesome yeah. <laughs> it's very impressive uh so yeah it was really great to see all of it that's and great i didn't see a lot of big man chicken raises i think that was those were included <laughs> a lot of i forgot to do mine i should just 50 yard dash sprint down the street yeah. flailing my arms like <laughs> like a chicken a lot of people got big man medals but yeah, yeah. not a ton of people not as many people posted pictures it's hard to thing. post a picture because it's over so soon yeah. <laughs> some people were submitting times at like 22 seconds <laughs> <laughs> so that was pretty funny that's a lot more linear than the actual chickens do yeah no kidding they tend to dart back and forth I mean, I could probably chase a chicken for 20 seconds. We should try that. <laughs> Next time we're in Key West, I'm going to start chasing a chicken. I'm going I'm to make you watch a scene in Rocky Two that is his trainer telling him to catch a chicken, and he can't at the beginning of the movie, and then he trains like crazy, and he gets all buff, and there's training montages, and then he can catch a chicken. I would just make friends with the chicken. It's not easy. He doesn't do anything bad with the chicken. It's just a matter of catching the chicken. I know. I would just spend that time being like, hey, chicken. You, you want a snack, chicken? Come here. I love you. And then oh, I'd walk man. up to it by the end and be like, come here, chicken. And the chicken would like, dee, 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 come on up yeah. to me and I'd give it a hug. That is not what Rocky did. He did not think of that loophole. My method is better. I guess, yeah. It doesn't help you to get hit in the... doesn't prepare you for getting hit in the face for 12 rounds, but, you know. Th- I don't think catching the chicken helped him either. Unless <laughs> oh, he held the so. chicken in front He's of his face. He's supposed to run around like a chicken in the ring. <laughs> <laughs> I may be misremembering that. I think it's... <laughs> Guac, go get, go get it. It's too far away. Go, just. Is it six inches from his face? No, now it's like three feet, so I can't put it in there. He was growling at it earlier today. It was in his mouth. <laughs> he was laying on the floor. It was physically in his mouth, and he was growling at it. Guaco. I'm like, what do you want me to put it further into your mouth? Guaco. He's so weird. You're so weird. No, he's cute though. The only other random dog story that I have is uh, I was walking. Uh, Hops, Hops and Brody, I think, because uh, I, I do a lot of dog walks now because I'm doing this great virtual race against Tennessee and I got to cover like 10 miles a day uh, between running and walking. So I'm out with Hops and this woman is walking down the street and I said hi and she goes, she had this great Long Island accent. She's like, now I, I can sometimes do a good Long Island. Now I don't know if I can on demand on the podcast. She's like, oh my God, is this the one who's in the water all the time? She's so adorable out there in the water. I see her every time we go past. <laughs> that was pretty good. I think Apologies that, to everyone from Long Island. Yeah, but from a, for a lay person, it sounded pretty regionally pretty close. <laughs> and she's not the first person who's seen me walking hops and is like, oh, is that the one who's in the water all the time? Because the people in their boats go past and she's just standing out there in the water and she just looks at him and they're like she's so funny she's just there all the time just looks at us i've seen tourist boats go by and i feel like the captain is pointing out hopper like he definitely there's has. that dog he, oh she, he's always here or she's always here yeah. you know wait wait that dog just sits there and looks at everything <laughs> never never tries to chase the boat just stands there yep and hops like yep that's yep. me though i went out our neighbors uh who are they're only down here for like what, four months of the year or something, uh, Larry across the street. Yeah. They have a boat, and uh, he's been, like, making friends with the dogs. Like, he sees us walking past, and he comes out with bacon strips. That's how you make friends with yeah. our dogs. <laughs> yep. And uh, so he boats by because for him to – he's on the canal side of the street, so he has to go past our beach to get out to the ocean. Oh, my God. Really? Uh so anyway, at some point, he'd seen us walking past, and he's like, I noticed you don't have a boat. And I was like, yeah, we don't really boat. And he's like, 
you need to get one. And I was like, okay. And uh, he's like, well, we're taking the boat out. Do you want to come? And so it's like, I sat in the front of the boat. The two of them were in the back of the boat. He's like, we're only going out for like half an hour. And so I went out on their boat with them and we went past our house, obviously. And Hobbs and Vink were in the water and they were like, what the fuck is <laughs> Why is she Do we have to chase her now? Do we go up? Do we swim up to They her? were very perplexed. They did kind of swim around. They followed us for a little bit. And I was like, don't come, don't come. And so they stayed. They, their little minds were blown by like, there's a boat, but Jen's on the boat. It was. They almost like were looking over their shoulder at me like, yeah. what happened? What, what, How did you let this happen? What is this? Then you saw sharks. Yeah, we went to uh, this marina. He was just trying to convince me to uh, like do some boating. And he's like, here, let me take you up to this place. Like, they'll rent you a boat. You could rent, like, a pontoon boat, like a party boat, take all the dogs out on it. So uh, we went up there, and there was this little maybe eight-year-old girl in, like, a swimsuit and a rash guard, clearly, you know, daughter of one of the people at the marina, with a bucket of chum, throwing it into, like, the Bloody little... fish guts. Yep. Yeah. Um, throwing it into the water, like, off the little dock that they have. And then she's got a rope like a lasso sort of rope and it's tied onto the dock. And then she would take it, she'd slide it like a little noose down over a fish. And then she'd try to catch these big ass nurse sharks, like loop them around the neck as they swim up. So there's just this like mass, there's this giant grouper and like all these different sharks, like swimming around and she's throwing this rope in, like trying to get them to jump out of the water. What would she have done if she'd caught that thing? I think they always slide out, right? I think she her main goal is get them to come out of the water. Oh, I see. She was just the conkiest little keys kid that there ever was, just totally. Those, those fish have been fed for years. Scoping yeah. that chum in there and throwing, <laughs> pulling her little rope around. Yeah, you were she saying it's like a whole different perspective on stuff from out there. It's interesting. Like, there's just so, and I mean, like, I guess I could have told from the map, but there's like so much back country in the keys because the road just goes like across each island once and the islands can be very long but like uninhabited and then there's a ton of keys that the roads don't go to that are all sort of out there like on the gulf side um that people go out and boat to all the time yeah and it's like we don't know any of those parts because we don't do that so i don't know if i'm convinced to be a boat person but it would be interesting like a time to put the dogs on a party boat and <laughs> they would have fun drive them around and like the the marina guy he's like we got the gps programmed in so there's just a route for you to go and like drive take yourself out into the background you just it's really easy follow this little path on the thing and Did he say idiot proof it was implied <laughs> he may have actually said it but I'd be worried about shallow parts, right? It does get real shallow. Yeah, but even in a kayak, they have there. You know, there's all these little routes and tunnels, yeah. and they call them um, not streams, Chan- creeks, creeks, creeks. Oh, they're in the water though. But it's it's just like a deep kind of channel yeah, in the yeah. water, um, and it's all on the GPS. So like you can see all these boats; they always go these same routes, and so it's all the I guess they have a deeper depth, parts. Depth meter too. He has he meter. has a depth thing on the boat, but if you just follow the path in the GPS, like you're fine. Uh, so that's interesting. Idiot proof. Yeah, maybe one time. Nothing's ever idiot proof. No. <laughs> you can be enough of an idiot; it'll you can break it. <laughs> Uh, the neighbors, we were going under one bridge to go from like the Atlantic side to the Gulf side. And they're like, they have a little like canvas, uh, like cover 
for yeah. the boat so you're shielded from the sun. And they're like, when we had this cover made, we came out here at high tide with a tape measure and measured how far from the bottom of the bridge to the deck of the boats. And that's how tall they made it. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's like, you want a duck? But no, it fits right under there because they measured it. Nice. That one bridge. Yeah. That one really low bridge. Yep. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that was that big adventure. Uh, that is it for the dog updates. Do you yeah. have a German word of the week for us? Yeah. This was suggested by a fan. Ratio head. Ratio head. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's called Verschlimmbessern. Yes. Verbessern, it's a little colloquial, but you do use it. And Verbessern means to improve. Like besser, like better. To make better. Yeah. Yeah. Verbesserung. Verbesserungsvorschlag is a is a recommendation for improvement. Verbesserungsvorschlag. Yeah. So, I, I mean, for the people who are like just English speakers trying to learn German, you could think of it like the V-O-R, which is the for, Verbesserung. Except V-E-R. I'm sorry, V-E-R. You can think of it like the word for, and then besser is like better. So it's like for bettering. For bettering. Yeah. Making better. That's so right. So it's... it's if you if you kind of do those substitutions, that works a lot. Like yeah. from the English, if you see the V E R, just put in the word for. So like for better. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. So I had when I used to when I worked at a summer as a summer job in industry, uh, there was Verbesserungsvorschläge, and then there'd be Verbesserungsvorschlagentwurf. <laughs> <laughs> so it was you know the company would reward people who would send in their ideas for improving process. So mm -hmm. they'd be like, use a different color wire for this and it's better. Or we should have a longer lunch break. Or, you know, <laughs> make the lights dimmer in the men's room or something, you know. And then you'd, then you'd have to check them all very carefully and evaluate them and then mostly reject them and say, you know, come on. I have one time in my life filled out a little anonymous card of like, how can we make things better? Like, do you have suggestions for improvement? Yeah. And it was the summer that I was interning at Fermilab, which is a national lab oh, yeah. um, outside Chicago. And the door that I went in, so Fermilab is super cool. Like you guys should all look it up. It's amazing. It's like a high energy particle physics lab and it's got this like amazing building. They have a particle accelerator. They do. Yeah. In fact, you can see it like when you fly into Chicago, sometimes you can see the big, they have a ring accelerator. And so sometimes you'll fly over and you'll see like this big weird ring. What's in the middle of the ring? Bison. Bison. The Buffy farm. <laughs> yep. They got buffalo that live in there. So weird. It's just prairie on top. The ring's underground. Um, and so the building is, it's sort of modeled after some French cathedral, but you wouldn't really know that when you look at it. It's kind of like wide at the base and then kind of like narrows in and swoops up to be straight. Uh, and there's a big pendulum in the middle, like hung from the top of the building, like 16 floors up and it like swings in a sand pit at That's the bottom. Cool. Anyway, I would always like the office that I worked in was on like the ground level. So I actually wouldn't even go in the front. I was like a level under that. And there's like a side door from the Fermilab parking lot to go in. And at some point, some spider had built like this massive spider web <laughs> that covered the whole door. Gross. So for me to go in, you'd have to open the door and like maybe break the spider web or the, like the spider web might have been just on the door. So you'd open it. But this is like big ass spider in there. <laughs> and like I've got a bug thing. But back then, like I had a very serious phobia. Like I, I would have panic attacks like. In fact, at Fermilab, once a horsefly got in my car yeah. at lunch and I got out of the car and then I was like, well, I don't know what to do now. And like my boss's boss saw me and I was like, 
there's a horse flying in the car and I can't get back in there. And he like came in, he's like, it's fine. He shoot it out, but he was very oh, nice good. to me about it. Uh, but anyway, there's this big ass spider on the door. And so I'd have to go in the front and then take an elevator. That took like five minutes to get to the office instead of just walking in. And so I filled out an anonymous thing and I was like, there's spider. a big spider <laughs> on the door from the parking lot. And like two days later it was gone. The spider came back and made another web. But somebody did take the spider web down at some point. The spider was just not going to be displaced, huh? The spider, I mean, it that web had been there for weeks. Somebody took down the web, didn't kill the spider, which I think was fine. But the spider's like, this is a great freaking spot. I'm <laughs> building my house back I'm, again. I'm about to catch that girl that comes in every day. I'm, I'm about, <laughs> if I just make this that web bigger, I can get her. I can catch her and her lunchbox. Anyway, I was like, I'm not going to fill out another suggestion to remove the spider again. But I was very pleasantly surprised that I had suggested it. And yeah, it, it, the ones I'm thinking of are usually ones that make like the process better or save the company yeah. money. Hey, I was more productive not being freaked out by a spider yeah. and being able to just Saving go five anywhere. minutes yeah. of getting in, sure. Except that job... Walk, <laughs> damn it. Uh, that was a, a job where like... I think they had been like, hey, do you want to have some interns? And the guys were like, sure. And then I showed up. I'm like, I'm your intern. <laughs> they had nothing for me to do. Yeah. So I think I've maybe I've said even before on the podcast, like there was a week that like the guy who was supervising me went away to a conference. And so he gave me my week's worth of work to do while he was gone. And I was done by 11 a.m. on Monday with everything for the week. So it was uh, like I wrote my college essays. It was this junior year of high school. Uh, I mean, I was just constantly trying to fill time. I made a map of, <laughs> here's how old this was. I mean, this is like the 90s, right? So, and they had old computers in there. So we had, we had Windows computers and you used to be able to hit like Alt, oh, was like Shift-Alt-D. Function keys? All? It would was make like a weird character. Perfect? Oh, no. Yeah, not like that, uh, but you could, like, there were all these alternative characters, right? If you, like, sure. whatever, Shift-Alt-P, and it would make a pie symbol or something. Um, and so I spent, like, one afternoon, and I'm like, I'm just going to make all the combinations and then, like, write down what the things are. I didn't give it to anybody, just, like, for my own amusement. Uh, Research. that's how bored I was. I was so bored. Well, you know. Uh, there was, you know, the stuff I got to participate in, like, I'd go to grad student physics seminars and... Uh, there was some very cool stuff, but I didn't get a lot of work done. Productivity was not my problem. They that didn't summer. ask you to do much work. I mean, mm -hmm. that's, it's not fair to say you didn't get a lot of work done. You got all your work done. Yes, yes. They just didn't have much for me to do. Yeah. Um, anyway, okay. anyway, to get back to... Uh, before I was so rudely interrupted. <laughs> <laughs> not rudely. Um, it's... So for best... Well, let me be, tell you another story. <laughs> <laughs> Timing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so verbessern would be to improve, yeah. but say, but the word is is bastardized a little bit to say verschlimmbessern, which is if you you're trying to improve something but you're just making it worse. <laughs> schlimm is bad, or or you know, it's, so you're making it not better but worse. Yeah. But by trying to improve it, so I, I'm gonna help now. I help. I help. It's you're making of, it worse. Kind of Venk's <laughs> modus operandi. If she, if she tries to help, don't don't let her. No, because it'll just get. She's going to make it worse. It's <laughs> a good word. Yeah, for So the taste of the keys story this week is one that I was not going to do except 500 people sent it to me because it made it, I think, onto CNN today. 
though it's been, it's a story from like a week ago, but it was on the front page of CNN today, which is there was this couple who live in the Keys. They live in the Upper Keys. So I think the guy lives in Tavernier and the woman lives in Isla Mirada. Um, and for some reason they were out of the Keys up in the mainland. And we still have, I guess we haven't talked about this on the blockade because I've tried really hard not to talk about COVID stuff. Correct. Um, so there, as we have said many times, there's one road into the Keys and since uh, the end of March, that road has been blocked. There's a police blockade. You can only get in if you are a resident of the Keys. And so we all have hurricane stickers on our cars, hurricane reentry permits. So, like, they don't want all sorts of people who don't live here coming down after a hurricane. So you have to have that sticker, and then you're allowed in. Um, and then people were forging those, so now they check your driver's license. Yeah, so you've got to, and there's other kinds of ID or whatever that you could show to get in, but you can't just come down and visit. Like, all the hotels are closed, first of all, so there's nowhere to stay. Um, you can't rent a house. Like, that's all illegal right now. And so there's kind of nothing to do, but then they were like day trippers coming down and fishing. So they closed all the fishing bridges. And so now that we've got the blockade in place, nobody else comes down here. So it lets us kind of do stuff. Um, and they're, rats. <laughs> yeah, the infectious little plague rats are kept out. Um, <laughs> and it's worked. There basically haven't been any new cases in the Keys for like three weeks, except there's one nursing home where there's kind of an outbreak that had been going on and they've just recently started testing. So there have been a few new cases like on the radar. Um, but basically nobody's sick here because basically the nobody's people... Nobody's come in, yeah. No one's come in. The people who were sick you know, they've been quarantined and are working on getting better and they've been staying, there's been nothing to do. Everything's been closed. Restaurants closed, beaches closed, bars are closed. Uh, good. I mean, we have really good rules about masks and everything. And so no one has gotten sick. Everybody has just gotten better. Yeah. And so it's a very safe place to be right now. It's like a, we had a, there was a bridge and they pulled up the drawbridge yeah. or, you know, or we had a moat or something. So we got five more days before the infectious little plague rat stream back in, which is when the blockade's coming down on June 1st. Uh, you're all welcome if you're not sick. Every, everyone who's not sick is welcome to the Keys. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Though. We're trying to get all of our dates in. Like, oh, we it's going to be go packed the first day, though. I mean, it, I think oh, there's going to be a Especially the upper keys, yeah. You've seen those, like, they, they opened some marinas in Miami, and there were three-hour lines of people who couldn't wait to put their boat in the water and yeah. stuff. So there's some pent-up demand. Could you kick him or something? Yeah. Uh, so we're trying to do all the stuff we want to do this week before everybody comes back down <laughs> and... Uh, you know, it's the safest time to do it. Anyway, yeah. all right, so we got this man and this woman who apparently live in the Keys. You're allowed into the Keys with a driver's license that shows your address here. Uh, why they didn't have that, I don't know. It's a bit sketchy. They took a ride share from, like, whatever, Homestead or Florida City. And it's quite a ride. I mean, That's that'd an be hour an just expensive to the, Uber. Yeah. Because uh, you go across this big, long causeway, the the checkpoint's at the end in the Keys. It's not at the beginning when you get on the one road that you can't go anywhere else. But they took a ride share all the way down, and then they couldn't get in because they didn't have proper ID. And the, I think they couldn't pay the ride share to go back. Sketch. They just got out. And some uh, sheriff's deputy, I think, gave them a ride back to Florida City, which is like the last... It's sort of where there's the intersection, like, you can go straight to Key West, you can go right to the Everglades. It's probably half an hour, though. I mean, I'd say at, oh, at, at, at least at 55, at 60 miles an hour, yeah. 
It's at least half an hour. Yeah. yeah. So some some cop gave him a ride back there. And so they're in Florida City, which is basically like some fast food restaurants and gas stations. And there's maybe a couple of motels there. If anyone there. knows Breezewood, it's like a smaller version of <laughs> Breezewood, Pennsylvania. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because it's just the intersection of Route 1 and then uh, the Tamiami Trail. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it's, a, it's smaller roads, but same kind of idea. And uh, so they're walking around there pissed off that they can't back, get back in. Yep. So they go to a gas station and they see a car that has uh, a hurricane reentry permit. And I think she had, you can get your county on your license plates. You don't have to here, but you can get a county license plate. And this car had Monroe County license plates. 17 year old girl owns that car. So they carjacked her. They basically told her they would kill her if she did not take them into the keys. And so she's like, okay. So they get in her car and she drives them down and goes to the checkpoint and she shows her ID and gets in. You can bring other people in with you, which is like a little bit of a... It's a little loophole yeah. Loophole, but you know. They're not going to check if you're a family unit or whatever. They're fine. Yeah. Because uh, they got to be staying with you, right? Because there's no hotels or yeah, anything. Yeah, that's right. Uh, anyway, so gets him in and this is where you can tell like she's 17, right? If someone carjacked me and was like, get us into the Keys, when I am stopped at the checkpoint, the very first thing I'm doing is opening my door and Running getting out. out. Yeah. So the cop is like, what the fuck are you doing? And I can be like, these people carjacked me, um, which is a thing I think like you figure out as an option as you think through a lot of bad shit that can happen to you. Yeah. But at 17, like, you're not, you know, she was very scared. I'm not saying that she screwed up, right? She was obviously very scared. And you don't think about like, what are all the ways I can get out of this? Right. I don't know, maybe if you're a murderino, you think about like, okay, if I'm carjacked, like, what are all the things I can do? Uh, so depressing. Yeah. Uh, but she's, you know, so she just sewed her ID, got in, dropped him off someplace in Isla Mirada, yeah. and then went home. And then her dad, I think, called the police. They arrested both the people. Uh, Nowhere to go. It's the, only the keys. <laughs> now you're blocked in. Yeah, also, that's but right. I guess you're allowed to leave, but you still got to go past yeah, yeah. It cost to get out. So, uh, so yeah. Thankfully, nothing bad happened to her. They, for some reason, just really needed somebody to bring him into the yeah, keys. Yeah, but what a bunch of jerks! Come on, yeah. boy. Carjacking a poor seventeen-year-old. She's gonna be traumatized. That's terrible. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, they got arrested. I'm, I'm sure Conclave said they were taken to jail. Taken to jail. <laughs> <laughs> Final line in, in most of the Conclave stories. Yeah. So, taken to jail. Uh, so that is the very dramatic taste of the keys from this week. People are doing terrible things. I, that, I think, has been the only kind of crazy incident. Hasn't been a lot of biting. No, there have been no <laughs> biting stories. There, there's there been nothing, no stabbing stories. No. Turns out if you close all the bars, it really cuts down on a lot of the stupid. No bars, no tourists. Yeah. Uh, there's still like the occasional stupid thing happening, but not very much. No, people are still jerks, but the biting has yeah. <laughs> almost ceased. <laughs> so, uh, you know, we got one more week. Next, next week, be prepared. Oh, it'll be like lobster mini season. It'll be just thick with crazy people. Hey, at least it starts on a Monday, right? Uh, if it started on a Friday, would they let the tourists back in? Like, that'd we, be crazy. We'll continue to 
stay away from that mob. So we got to go play mini golf this week, dear dad. All right. There's one mini golf course in the Keys, and uh, it's not too far from our house. I love We've mini been driven golf. by it a few times, and it's deserted. And I'm like, dear dad, I love mini golf. We should go play. It's empty. I love it, too. Yeah. I don't um, like it when people are behind me. It stresses me out. There's nobody there. It stresses me out. We're going to go tomorrow, mini golf. Okay. All right. Date. Uh, love mini golf. It's not that I'm great at it. I'm fine at mini golf, but uh, it allows me to embrace my chaotic side in ways that are socially acceptable. Mm, interesting. All kinds of crazy things. Socially acceptable, you say. <laughs> Sometimes my ball goes into the next hole. Well, that's okay. That happens in real golf, too. Yeah. Sometimes it goes in the water. Yeah. Sometimes your ball gets knocked out of the way. <laughs> it's not croquet. I mean, maybe it's a little bit like croquet. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we'll, we'll report next week in the podcast, maybe on a No Rules podcast, we will report back on GR Mom and Dad Mini Golf. I'll make sure I show them bruises and wounds. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thanks, everyone, as always, for listening. And until next week, don't bite anyone unless they ask you to. Don't bite anyone unless they ask you to. Bye. Bye.